0: Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day. Good morning. It's Wednesday. I'm Erin Allen, and this is The Rundown. Last week's storm made traveling pretty much trash all around. My drive to Detroit took two hours longer because of it. And chances are, you or someone you know had a flight that was canceled at O'Hare, Midway, or elsewhere. And for most airlines, snow falling and blowing all around was to blame for this. But the Chicago Sun-Times is reporting that when it comes to Southwest Airlines, flight analysts think there's more to the story than just snow. Most airlines got it together within a few days, but Southwest had antiquated technology, self-check-in without much assistance, overworked employees, and point-to-point flight systems without any layovers. And the weather has changed for the better in the last few days, but they're still canceling flights this week. More than 26,000 Southwest flights were canceled as of yesterday, with another 21% of their flights being delayed, all that compared to other carriers who didn't even get up to 100 canceled flights. And Chicago Sun-Times reporter Stefano Esposito says there's still a, quote, sea of bags from across the country, including at Midway, waiting to be claimed. You remember the last scene from Raiders of the Lost Ark where there's this great sea of of crates? It kind of looks like that. There's just thousands of bags here. Southwest says it's running roughly a third of its schedule nationwide over the next few days, including dozens of Southwest cancellations at Midway through tomorrow. In other travel news, Uber and Lyft drivers planned a protest at O'Hare Airport last night. A coalition of drivers called Justice for App Workers rejected rides between 7 and 9 p.m. They're demanding app companies increase their wages and provide safer and more sanitary work conditions. Dave Crane drives for both Lyft and Uber apps. And he says, for instance, drivers don't get proper bathroom access. We don't have a building to use. We use porta-potties. And... And so that leaves unsafe conditions or unclean conditions and unsanitary conditions. We didn't uh, receive or hand washing stations until earlier this year. Crane says he's been threatened by passengers. And when that happens, help from either company is nowhere to be found. WBEZ reached out to Uber and Lyft. Lyft said it recently expanded a cashback rewards program to help offset drivers' expenses. Uber has yet to respond. overdose deaths in Chicago are still going up and it's looking like they're about to set another record this year. One way to address this is to designate so-called safe consumption sites where folks using illegal drugs can do so under the supervision of health workers. This type of intervention is backed by Governor J.B. Pritzker. But my colleague Chip Mitchell is reporting that Mayor Lori Lightfoot's administration is lukewarm on doing this. The city says it's all for harm reduction and police are diverting some folks who have been arrested toward addiction counselors. The city is also distributing strips to test drugs for deadly fentanyl and public libraries are passing out Narcan, which is an overdose reversing nasal spray. But because the city won't get behind legislation for safe consumption sites, Public Health Commissioner Allison Arwoody seems to be worried about backlash. I want to make sure that the other work we're doing on harm reduction um, does not get derailed. The Illinois Sheriff's Association is also against the idea of safe consumption sites. And before we get to the weather, a few quick hits. A couple weeks ago, I mentioned a law that will require Illinois homes to have a smoke alarm with a sealed 10-year battery instead of the older removable battery model. Well, this is your reminder that that's going to take effect starting January 1st. According to the law, homeowners who don't replace their old alarms with a new model will have 90 days to make the change, or they could face a fine up to $100. And Illinois State Senator Melinda Bush is retiring from her seat on December 31st, a few weeks early. The Democratic Party of the county she represented has already received several applications to fill the temporary vacancy. Party chair Lauren Beth Gash says they're looking for someone who can help pass gun reform legislation during the lame duck session in January. As for weather today, it will be windy in the Windy City and the sun is going to peak out again. The temperature is going to hover around the low 40s, both during the day and later this evening. And that's it for now. Coming up this afternoon, I'll talk with the director of Let the Little Light Shine, which is a documentary about the efforts of some wealthier South Loop residents to close a high-performing majority black elementary school and replace it with a high school for their children. When it became clear that this might actually happen, parents, administrators, and students organized to keep the elementary school open and welcoming to all students. There are activists around the country who have watched the movie and have said, oh, this is kind of the blueprint of how we can step into our own power, how we can organize. And so that's the impact that the movie is having it's really uh, showing people how to do it that conversation is coming up today at 2 on the rundown I'm Aaron Allen thanks for listening I'll talk to you then.